0: What's up everybody. Glad to be back with you. I hope everyone is doing okay and is ready to pick up with the last three of the seven feasts of the Lord. Today we pick up with the feast of trumpets known as Rosh Hashanah or originally known as Yom Teruah. Now Rosh Hashanah means head or beginning of the year and Yom Teruah which is the biblical name for the celebration means day of shouting or blasting. Uh, or making a loud noise, um, as in blasting of the trumpets, the shofars. This celebration and sounding of the trumpets marks the beginning of the High Holy Days for the Jewish people. It was meant to serve as a reminder that God is the King of the universe, the Creator of all things, and the God of new beginnings. You know, Rosh Hashanah honors the fact that God created the universe. The shofar blast was meant to jolt them from their sleep, not physical sleep, but spiritual sleep. It is really easy to get caught up in life and forget to honor the giver of life. It is easy to become complacent in our faith and forget to praise the author and finisher of our faith. Life gets in the way sometimes, and we need a good jolt to wake us up spiritually so that we can get back to focusing on him, the king of the universe. The shofar blast on Rosh Hashanah was meant to wake people up spiritually and cause them to remember the one who created all things, who gave them life, essentially. It was a way of honoring God, coronating him as the king of the universe. As a believer, it serves as a means of honoring Jesus as the king of kings. For the remainder of this podcast, we will refer to to this feast as Yom Teruah because it means day of shouting or blasting of the trumpets. And it is the biblical name for the feast. Rosh Hashanah means head of the year or new year, so to speak. Biblically speaking, Rosh Hashanah is never mentioned in correlation to this feast because God clearly told Moses just before the Exodus that the month of Nisan was to be the first month of the year from that point on. Yom Teruah was later changed to Rosh Hashanah by the religious leaders designating it as the celebration of of the new year. There are many speculations to the reasons for this designation and why they did it, but there is no biblical confirmation to justify it. It was something devised by men not instructed by God. Likewise, there is no mention in Scripture of it being an annual celebration of the creation of the universe by God. However, I do like the sentiment." Here it is, Here is what scripture says about Yom Teruah, Leviticus 3, uh, 23, verses 23 through 25. The Lord said to Moses, say to the Israelites, on the first day of the seventh month, you are to have a day of Sabbath rest, a sacred assembly c- commemorated with trumpet blasts. Do, do no regular work, but present a food offering to the Lord. The book of Numbers and Nehemiah refer to it in a, in a similar way. They are told to celebrate this Sabbath day with the sounding of the trumpets, but it is a day of rest in which they are to do no regular work and present a food offering to the Lord. So it would seem that God designated the seventh day of each week as a weekly Sabbath and the first day of the seventh month, which is Tishrei, as the yearly Sabbath. The Sabbaths are holy days because God rested on the Sabbath. He completed the work of creation in six days and rested from his work on the seventh day setting the example for man to follow the sabbath is a time of rest and reflection a time to set aside the to you know to rest from your normal work so that you can refocus on him God specifically set up a weekly Sabbath and an annual Sabbath so that man would always be reminded that they need to stop and hit the pause button on the busyness of their life so that they can not only rest physically, but so they can rest or refresh their spirit and bring the focus back to where it needs to be. That is why God instructs them to present an offering to Him to bring the people back into worship. Offerings and sacrifices were an act of worship, and nothing brings you back in line with God like worship. Yom Teruah was to be commemorated with the blasting of the shofar or horn. The shofar is blown at least a hundred times during the celebration, and for some Jews, uh, and for some Jews. They would not sound the shofar if the celebration fell on a weekly Sabbath. They would blow it the next day because they say that blowing the shofar is considered work, which is really confusing since God declared Yom Teruah, known, as, known today as Rosh Hashanah, an annual Sabbath day and specifically tells them to do no regular work, but instructs them to commemorate the holy day with the sounding of the shofar. If God tells you to to sound the shofar on that day while telling you to do no regular work it should be an easy conclusion that sounding the shofar is not considered regular work in god's eyes this is what man does and has done since god formed the hebrew nation and made a covenant with them throughout history from israel to the catholic church to the churches today man constantly adds to the word of god and then tries to turn those beliefs into scripture that is why so many believe the Bible says something or supports a belief, yet when they look, it is not there. They, you know, Then you are left wondering, what else do I believe that isn't actually in the Bible? During the, uh, the Talmudic rabbinical times, they decided to change when they celebrated the new year, making Yom Teruah the New Year celebration and renaming it Rosh Hashanah, despite the fact that God clearly stated to Moses that Nisan, the month of Passover, the month where Passover takes place, is to be the first month of the year. Rosh Hashanah, or what we, what we are calling Yom Teruah, is commemorated with the shofar blast, and there are four distinct ways that the shofar is sounded. One is a tekiah. Tekiah, which is a long, single blast, and is usually associated with the sound that is made uh, for the king's coronation. Uh, second is uh, a and these are three short, uh, well-welling-like blasts to signify repentance. Third is what is the Teruah, just like the name given to this day in Leviticus that it describes in Leviticus. It is nine staccato blasts of an of an alarm, so it's like nine really fast um, short blasts uh, that are very repeated and it sounds like an alarm and it's meant to awaken the soul and the uh, or the spirit and the fourth is the Takeyahog hagado the Takeyahagado is like the first Takea which is a long single blast uh, used at a um, to signify King's coronation so to speak um, but it's this one is ending it's the ending so it's long as you can blow it's it basically just says it's a long single blast for as long as you can blow the the trumpet or the horn and so the tekiah sounded at the beginning opens the ceremony so to speak and the tekiah hagadol closes it so to speak through the script you know through scripture or i'm sorry though scripture does not state that yom teruah and uh the sounding of the shofar is intended to commemorate God as the king of the universe it is always good to honor god as the king of the universe and subsequently jesus as the king of kings it is interesting to look at just you know just the meaning of the four types of blasts you know during the shofar blast there is a sound of a single blast that lets everyone know it is time to gather and begin the celebration and it is associated with like i said the king's coronation Then you have a blast that sounds like wailing, and it speaks of repentance. And the third blast is like an alarm going off and is meant to awaken the soul or stir up the spirit. Yom Teruah marks the beginning of the high holy days for the Jewish people, and it is a time of reflection, repentance, and atonement. It is a time meant to restore focus and renew the spirit and and get right with God and to honor God, the God of all creation. So how does this feast benefit the believers today? What can we gain from from learning about it? We should always strive to keep our focus on God, seek His forgiveness, and worship Him often. But God clearly sets aside specific times to call His people into worship, meaning we should make time or set aside a specific time routinely, Um, like like going to church, having a designated quiet time with God each day, serving, etc., the idea is specific times create habits that keep us in check and help us to stay in line with our loving God and Savior. And that's what God did for them. He, he made it mandatory for them to do certain things and set aside specific times to help keep them in check, to help bring them back into focus, to help develop habits of return, always returning to Him, always coming back to Him. That being said, let me present this thought to you. The first four feasts foreshadowed Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, along with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. The last three, Yom Teruah, which is the Feast of Trumpets, Yom Kippur, which is the Day of Atonement, and Sukkot, which is the Feast of Tabernacles, they foreshadow the rapture of the Church, the Atonement of Israel, and the Millennial Kingdom where Yeshua himself will dwell among his people. We will get to the details of the last two feasts in the next two episodes. But regarding the feast of trumpets foreshadowing the rapture, let's take a look at two passages. 1 Corinthians 15:51 through 53 says, Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and will be changed." For the imperishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. First Thessalonians four sixteen through eighteen says, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a cloud. I'm sorry, with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive are left to be who are who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with with them in the clouds to meet the lord in the air and so we will be with the lord forever therefore encourage one another with these words i picture jesus descending on the cloud and the angel sounding the shofar with the you know with the blasts that we talked about earlier the four different ones so to speak but i picture that teruah blast which is the non rapid staccato uh, blast which is meant to awaken the soul or stir the spirit it's the sounding of the alarm you know and followed by the long final trumpet blast that causes the dead in Christ to rise and be clothed with the imperishable glorified body and all those believers who are still alive to be changed in the blink of an eye as we all meet him in the air then comes the tribulation and though it is a time of judgment it is also a time set aside to cause the nation of Israel to repent Along with the rest of mankind, truly, Yom Teruah begins this time of repentance with the blasting of the shofar, The last, uh, and it lasts for ten days, leading to the Day of Atonement, which is Yom Kippur. This time of repentance is known as uh, Yom Adonai, the Day of the Lord, also referred to as the Days of Awe. Interestingly enough, Scripture, if you recall our study of Revelation, Uh, refers to the tribulation period as the day of the Lord, Yom Adonai. I believe the festival of trumpets foreshadows the coming rapture triggered by the blasting of the shofar, then followed by the tribulation or day of the Lord, or days of All, leading to the next feast in our study, which is the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur yes jesus was and is our atonement but there's more to this feast than just what is on the surface join me for the next episode as we look at the details of the day of atonement and what it means for us and what it foreshadows also let me say one more thing regarding yom teruah and the rapture when the shofar sounds the tekiah blast signaling the coronation of the king we will be with him in heaven. And it is in heaven that Christ is crowned by the Father, by God himself, and Christ is crowned as the King of kings and given all authority under heaven. Remember, he must return as the King of kings when he returns at the end of the tribulation period. Those who persecuted him on the cross mocked him with a crown of thorns, a fake crown, but he will return to rule and reign as the ultimate king over all. That being said, the rapture will be triggered by a trumpet blast gathering those who have been invited to his coronation, so to speak. That's pretty awesome. Not only will we be the bride of Christ, not only are we the bride of Christ, and we will take part in the marriage supper of the Lamb, but we are also gathered and present to witness his coronation as the King of Kings when he returns to reign uh, during his millennial kingdom. Lastly, have you ever thought about why he is the king of kings? When he reigns as king in the millennial kingdom, the only other kings for him to be king over will be those who have been clothed with the imperishable body, the glorified body, us. That is the Old Testament saints, church saints that were resurrected in the rapture along with those who were alive and were caught up in the rapture. Scripture says that we will reign and rule with him. He will be but he will be the king of kings, meaning he will grant us authority as kings to rule under his authority, but he will be the king of kings. He will be our king. Join me for the next episode as we discuss the significance of the day of atonement. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and mercy. Thank you for your word and how it teaches us. It is so cool, Lord, to see how long ago you we foreshadowing your plans, and how, with the spring festivals, you foreshadowed the purpose of Jesus' coming to the earth of Jesus coming to the earth and going to the cross, and with the fall festivals, you foreshadow what is still to come. I pray for all the believers out there. I ask you, Lord, to be with them to strengthen your presence in their lives. Uh, fill those with a that have a heart for you with love and compassion and call your people out let the church rise up and lead like we are supposed to do and let us stay ready so that when that trumpet sounds we will be ready to meet you in the air I pray that you would continue to guide me with this podcast and I pray that it would reach whoever that it is that you have purposed it for whether it be many or few let it all be for you Amen.